Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Created to be Creative podcast, and we have a wonderful guest here today. This is a different kind of talk. We're getting into politics a little bit, y'all. <laughs> we have one of the next mayors in Butts County here with us today, Mr. Carlos Scoot Duffy. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, Jayla. It's so good to be here um, on your podcast today. Uh, this is going to be a fun time. Of course, everybody, know, if you're from Jackson, you know you know me as Scoot, but um. My name is Carlos Scoot Duffy, as she said, born and raised here in Jackson. Um, grew up in the Crosstown area, if you're familiar with the, the, land, the layout of our land here. Um, graduated high school in 1993. Uh, so went on to college at Valdosta State. Got a job at Mayfield. <laughs> um, so I worked, worked for the dairy industry for about 22 years. Oh. So Jackson has always been home, but I moved away um, in 03. I m- moved out to Florida. Uh, for about 17 years mm. um, but after some downsizing and things happening in life um, you know I found my way back home so I have three beautiful daughters um, Chastity Hannah Victoria's Chastity's 23 Hannah's she'll be 20 in November and Victoria's 18 and then I'm engaged to Michelle Bowles which is also from Jackson um, and she has two daughters Madison and Mackenzie uh, Madison's 24 Mackenzie's 20. She'll be 23 in January. Uh, so I have a blended family. Um, so no babies in the house. Oh, no babies. No, <laughs> no, no. We're done with that. We we turned that faucet off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. So let us know where the name Scoot came from. <laughs> so so Scoot, you know, legend has it. Um, my grandmother actually named me Scoot. Um, so they said I used to scoot around in the bassinet. So my grandma Alma had... Um, it was one of my, my favorite people of all time. But, yeah, she named me Scoot. <laughs> so uh, my my cousin, Rodney, I'm, mm-hmm. a lot of people know Rodney. If you're from Jackson, of course, his name was Squirmy because he was <laughs> squirmy all the time. So we were Scoot and Squirmy. Squirmy didn't stick. So Scoot stuck. Scoot stuck. And, and the funny thing is that everybody in my high school, you know, from grade school all the way through called me Scoot. Really? And the only my dad is the only person in Jackson that calls me Carlos. Really? And he says, you know, because he didn't name me Scoot. So he, <laughs> he refused to call me Carl uh, Scoot, but I'm Carlos to him. And everybody outside of Jackson, I'm Carlos. And so But everybody else in Jackson. Everybody in Jackson calls me Scoot. Scoot. <laughs> yep. Even the people that didn't even know you, they know you by They know me as Scoot. Scoot. <laughs> yeah. So I moved back home. They're like, hey Scoot. So <laughs> I'm cool with that. Kind of just let it go. I just let it ride. You know? good. Brand, it's a good branding opportunity. Even in high school, did they call you that? Even in high school. It, my name in the road book was Scoot Duffy. Are you serious? I'm serious. There were a lot of people that, when I graduated high school in 93, there were people that didn't know that my name was Carlos. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? So that, some strong branding over, over the years, but thanks to my grandma, you know. Yeah, I, I'm, so now... You know, there are a few people now that call me Scooter. You know, really? They added, added an ER to it, which I'm cool with that. You know. Did you do sports? I did. I, I was a four-year letterman, baseball and football. Oh, wow. Uh, so, so I guess I started, you up to Scoot. Yeah, yeah. So it, it played right in. Um, yeah, I was a fre- I played as a freshman in high school, both sports. Oh, wow. Yeah. You liked it? And I started. I oh. loved it. Yeah, I started as a freshman, yeah. Actually, oh, you that's good. Actually, daddy, he'll tell you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you were that good. Huh? I was, yeah, I was. I was a pretty decent football player. You know, I, I I didn't miss. I played every game. Yeah. For four years, and then as baseball, you know, baseball was my first love. Mm-hmm. I, I love playing baseball. Um, 
but football is kind of where I excelled at. But I, but I played baseball as a freshman as well, and oh, I was a wow. pretty decent baseball player. So when you graduated high school, what did you aspire to be? <laughs> as I was sharing with you off air, you know, your grandfather, he was kind of my hero. And, and so not kind of, he was my hero. Really? <laughs> and he coached me in Little League Baseball, and he would drive up in his patrol car when he worked for the Georgia State Patrol. And I used to always say, I want to be like that. So I went to college. I was a criminal justice major. Oh, wow. Um, and I'll never forget, I was on a summer beach project with Campus Outreach when I was in mm -hmm. college. We were in Daytona for three months, and this was during 96, during the Olympics. Mm -hmm. So he was leading, he was escorting a torch, right? Yeah. And so we were on International Boulevard. I was working at Steak and Shake, <laughs> and, they, I, you know, they were saying the torch is coming, so we ran out to the road, and we were out there, you know, high-fiving and, you know, screaming and hollering. And guess who's coming through? Who? Mr. White. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Mr. White! And, uh, but... He he inspired me to want to do that, but of course I didn't go into law enforcement. I went yeah. into and went went into business. Smart. And um, uh, but I, I I still law enforcement always has a place in my heart. Yeah. And so maybe one day I'll become like a reserve officer. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you running for mayor, so you kind of yeah, still involved. Know, we'll, we'll figure it out, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this: What is something that you are going to stand for as the next mayor? My my biggest drive is unity. Um, you know, you've, you've seen any of my hashtags, you know, mm -hmm. with Facebook and, and, and my social media. You know, the thing is, there's so much more we all have in common. Mm -hmm. And you think about community. Community to me is not a destination. It's, a, it's made up of a group of people. Yeah. And we're all unique mm -hmm. in many different fashions, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's our race, whether it's our social class, uh, whether it's our educational background. But at the end of the day, we all love Jackson. Yeah. And, and so... My, my drive is is to bring all those people together. Let's find out what we all have in common. Mm -hmm. One thing I know we have in common, we love Jackson. Exactly. But then as you start forging more relationships, you realize there's even more things we have in common. Um, if, you, if you think about, you know, you just talk about sports teams, you know, playing football or yeah. being in high school as a student. You know, we all got along. We all did things together. Um, but somewhere down the line, you know, there's a wedge. It's, yeah. it's just imaginary wedge that's been placed there. And so we, we find ourselves divided, whether it's over politics, mm -hmm. you know, we can always find things to divide over. Yeah. Uh, but my goal is to kind of push all that outside and we unite mm -hmm. one, you know, as, as a community and yeah. we become one Jackson rather than, you know, separated in, in many ways. Yeah. So um, when we was talking before, um, you know, we got, came on air, you kind of said something about preaching, right? Yeah. So yeah. you got a little preaching in you. I, I do have a little preaching in me. I pastored a church um, in Jacksonville, Florida. I, I've been in ministry 20-plus uh, years, but I, for eight or 12 of those years, I pastored a church, mm. Cornerstone Community Church in oh, Jacksonville. Wow. And so... Um, it was a always been in you. Community has <laughs> always been in me, and, and that's the thing. You know, even even when we did the church, it was very intentional. Um, it was a multicultural church. Wow. It was a non-denominational church. Um, our makeup in that church, we probably had a little over hundred members. Mm -hmm. It was about sixty forty, oh, you know, wow. um, which is kind of unheard of because the way the dynamics of that community was set up, it was you know majority white, um, two percent Asian. I think. African America is like five or six percent, right? Oh, wow. But I didn't pay attention to that, yeah. you know, because at the heart of every man is their soul. Mm -hmm. And so, again, we were able to bring people together yeah. because we all love one thing at that point. It was God, yeah. you know? 
And so being able to preach to those those people, and I love them. I, I still miss them. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, but my mission was always to form some sort of a community, mm-hmm. and, and we did that, and we were able to accomplish that with our ministry. Wow. And so I will always have community will always be at the center of who I am. Yeah. So let me ask you a quick question because a lot of people don't understand the value of unity, right? Mm-hmm. So unity is something that had to been placed in you as a child yeah. because you can't grow into anything if you're not if it isn't taught to you. Right. So who instilled unity inside of you? So my dad, um, many you know Jesse Duffy, they call him Bro Duffy. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad was drafted into the army in 1970. Mm-hmm. Um, keep in mind. He graduated high school in 1969 from a segregated high school. Wow. So my mom graduated from integrated high school. Dad mm-hmm. graduated from segregated. And your grandmother and my dad yeah. were classmates. Um, and so imagine your entire time in school, you mm-hmm. went to school with everybody that looked just like you. <laughs> right? So you go into the Army. Yeah. You go to boot camp. For, mm-hmm. Probably for the first time in his life, mm-hmm. he's integrated with other people. Not only that, not only that now that he's integrated with other people, mm-hmm. but now he gets shipped to Germany, a foreign <laughs> country. So a little country boy that just graduated high school, been picking cotton in the cotton fields, wow. finds himself in Baumolder, Germany. Okay? Don't speak the language. Yeah. But they have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So what did that come from? Community. Yeah. There's a community of people, whether they were soldiers, whether they were uh, natives to Germany, mm-hmm. that he had to learn to get along with. Yeah. And I think, and he'll tell you, it, that changed his mindset of how he was going to do life coming back home. Wow. Um, and so they came back home in 1972. I was born in 73. But as far as long as I can remember, my dad's group of friends were always diverse. Wow. He always had a diverse group of friends. And although he came through the Jim Crow era, mm-hmm. he didn't bring that bitterness with him. That's he, he found a way to kind of overcome that. Now, that doesn't mean that th- those feelings weren't there. Yeah. But because of the military, I believe it helped him to overcome that. That's good. Um, and so even to this day, his group of friends, you know, our friends, a family, is a very de- group, diverse group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's where we all got it from. I mean, you know my <laughs> sisters. I mean, we... Yeah. The way we operate, the way we interact with people, we don't see people as their skin color. Yeah. You know? Now, does that mean that the things that happen in this world that we're not affected by? Of course we are. Is that? Of course. But we don't have to let those things rule us. Exactly. And so we're able to forge relationships mm-hmm. with everybody because we all need each other. Exactly. At the end of the day, man, we we, eat, we need each other. Yeah, and we so, do. And <laughs> so um, we learn to get along that way. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Your goal and vision as a next mayor is what? So here's the deal. I'm, I'm going to kind of give you our platform. Okay. Um, I, we'll, we'll just go that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, from a place of public safety, we, we love to see increased police activity. Yeah. When I say increased police activity, I'm meaning the presence of the police being out there. They're out there now. I mean, they, they're, they're doing a really good job in the city. Chief Morgan and, and his men and women, mm-hmm. they do an excellent job. But the next step is is really bridging that gap between the community and the police yeah. and building that trust, right? Yeah. Um, 
your uncle G, you know, a couple of weeks ago had a community day here. Yeah. And that was his whole focus. I mean, he came to us and said, man, I, I could use your help. I was like, this is our wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, because I love to see police officers, whether, you know, they have a bike strapped to their cars and they mm -hmm. can get out. And, you know, they don't need to ride far, but, man, they can get out and interact with their community. Yeah. Or, you know, I had one of the officers said, you know, she's gotten out of her car and played cornhole with some people oh, wow. in the community. That's Think about what that does. I mean, for someone in the community that really doesn't trust the police, but you have a female officer that's willing to stop and play <laughs> cornhole with us, that begins to build trust. Exactly. And I think what happens with that is if people feel like they can trust the law enforcement in their community, mm -hmm. a couple of things will happen out of that. When trouble comes, mm -hmm. they're going to be apt to tell you what's going on. Yeah. You know, or when when things are going on in the community, that that may not be desirable mm -hmm. you know they could trust us they could trust the police to come in and take care of it yeah um as i was sharing with some of the officers it's not always about enforcing the law mm -hmm. sometimes just being a friend exactly. to your community it, it would take us so much further than it it, than just being there enforcing the law that's one of the things we're looking that's a couple of things that we're looking to do the other part of it is building an economic um powerhouse and, and the way we do that is create activity on our square. Yeah. You, you know, we, you hear it. I mean, we, uh, there's nothing to do in Jackson. Yeah. You know, I can tell you, when I graduated high school, the, first, the thing I wanted to do more than anything in the world was get out of Jackson. Um, but then you leave, and I've lived in different places, and you realize the gym that we have here. We really do. I mean, you think about it. Think about where we position, Jayla. Yeah. We're 40 miles south of one of the busiest cities in the country. Mm -hmm. We're approximately six, four to six miles off the interstate. Yeah. So we're easily accessed to the interstate. Yeah. Um, we have Macon that's right below us. Yeah. Um, we're we're trans we're we're a trans transient type community. Yes. Um, transportation is big here. Mm -hmm. So we're positioned very well, and not to mention our natural resources. So yeah. you got the oldest state park, which is Indian Springs. That is true. Uh, we just now they just install another ten miles of trail. Mm -hmm. um, Dawson trails is exploding. Yeah. So we have natural resources. Um, we have all the things we need. We do. Now it's time to take that next step. And I think by creating activity on the square. Yeah. So now we're talking about doing music concerts. Yeah. We think about art shows and yeah. car shows. That's good. Um, but. Make no mistake about it. We know that crime has risen. Yeah. And so it's hard to get those things implemented when crime is there. So that's why the police presence is going to be very important. Yeah. Um, having those officers out there, making sure that we can curb the violence and curb the yeah. crime. But when that happens, people are going to show up on that square. Um, not long ago, they had an art show in the square. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, man, it created so much activity. Then the Presbyterian Church had a garden show the same day. Mm -hmm. So there were people back and forth here on Oak Street yeah. between the church and yeah. the square. And all the local businesses talked about the impact that one day of sales yeah. had for the entire um, P&L for the year. Yeah. So think about that. So if that one day did that, mm -hmm. what if we do this every month? That'd be good. You know, so I'm thinking of jazz concerts. Yeah. Um, having, you know country music on the square yeah having you know just having those things we already yeah. do like a a um a, a, a october we do a live mm -hmm. or fall festival in yeah. october 
but but every month doing something different on the square to bring people and then that opens the door to future entrepreneurs that is true um so you think about more restaurants coming mm -hmm. here because they know gosh man there's activity um i have an idea of doing food truck fridays that's good um, I, like I know that. some places do like a first friday but i like to do kind of a food truck friday yeah. and once a month have food trucks come in and we set up a marketplace right nice. and give them a place and we put some tables out and, yeah. and, and umbrellas um on saturdays i have an idea of taking saturday and um, having that as a farmer's market day. Mm -hmm. So w the city owns some different green spaces around around town. Uh, but if you could put a farmer's market out mm -hmm. and people can bring their local vegetables in, gosh, I mean, that, that'd be good. It goes a long way. You yeah. know, I, I just had a lady call me the other day and she's like, I love going to farmer's markets, but we don't have that here. So I have you to don't. go to Griffin or I go to Forsyth or yeah. I go to Monticello mm -hmm. to do that. And so we need to be able to keep, keep that business in our town yes. um, and create that activity with, with our local people. That is true. So we're going into businesses, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have a plan for education and business or are you keeping it more so separate? How well, are you going to build both of them? We're, we're looking at partnering. So, of course, the city doesn't really have a direct impact on, on our county school system. But yeah. what we can do is partner. Yeah. Um, I am on the library board. I serve on the library board. I serve on the chamber uh, board. I serve on CASA. Um, but with literacy, mm -hmm. that's going to be a big push. I mean, because our kids are not reading at yeah. an appropriate grade level, right? And so with the city, I think what we could do is partner with schools. Mm -hmm. We partner with the city, with the county library um, to help impact that, get people tutoring, yeah. you know, reaching out to our business community, mm -hmm. <clears throat> reaching out to our schools, yeah. our, our seniors in high school, yeah. and say, hey, listen, would you make yourself available to tutor students? Exactly. Um, they're actually right now have this bus, um, it's a literacy bus, that they're, it's actually in the works right now, they're building it uh, with some East Loss dollars that we have, but this bus is gonna be going through communities. It's wow. gonna be equipped with Wi-Fi, um, it's gonna have an awning on it, they'll be able to open this thing up to carry food, oh, wow, everything on it. So you think about some of your underserved communities, yeah. um, being able to take advantage of a mobile library. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up going to a library. Me too. I didn't really <laughs> care to go to the library, but, when I had to do projects, uh, you know, I had to use a microfish. You probably a lot of young people yeah, don't even I don't know, know about what the microfish. Um, but that's how we did it, though. Yeah. But but I think the education piece is so important yeah. because if we got people reading at appropriate grade levels, mm -hmm. even if they don't decide to go to college, get your high school diploma. Exactly. And, and let's find a tech trade. Let's yeah. find a trade. Let's find something where you could become that valuable citizen. Yeah. Um, and I think those two things go hand in hand when you think about business. You know, I don't know that our square or our, our downtown area, mm -hmm. we're not equipped to bring on big retailers. Yeah. You know, all that's going to grow out at the interstates. That is true. What I can see here is is local entrepreneurs mm -hmm. open their business, like Gara and Andrea, yeah. and what they're doing on the square, headliners, yeah. Roots Outdoors. Yeah. Um, those, type, those type businesses yeah. coming in on the square and then they can, you know, encourage other people to do the same. Mm -hmm. um, I think the education piece is going to be a, you know, I, I like to see where these young men and women that graduate from Jackson High School go away to college. They come back and reinvest into the community. Exactly. We offer incentives, you know, to come back, come back home, be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Whether they're police officers, whether they're yeah. business people, whether they're, you know, work in general, in the general public, you yeah. know, but come home. Or the school teachers, yeah. you know, it's so imperative that we get these teachers back home teaching our that students, true. you know? Yeah, that's good. That's good. So let me ask you about the go in. Yeah. So where did that come from? Like what, how do people actually know how to go in? Cause you say it a lot. 
Well, I think a lot of people don't know how to go in in life. So go in is an acronym, yeah. um, and, and I, I've shared it before, and I'm glad you brought that up mm-hmm. so that, you know, give me an opportunity to kind of reshare go in. So the G is get moving, you know. Okay. 50% of what we do is just getting started. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people have a lot of good <laughs> ideas, but there are very few people that will act on those ideas. That is true. And so once you get moving, <clears throat> then the O is outpace yesterday. Wow. So get moving and be better today than you were the day before. Mm-hmm. That's the way you begin to to create a habit of winning. You know, a lot of people, they give up in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Some don't get started. Those that get started, they yeah. figure out this is hard and they quit. <laughs> that is and true. so the thing is, it's just you outpace yesterday. Yeah. Outpace that moment. Um, the W is work hard. You know, always work hard at what you want. There's a saying, a cliche that says, you know, hard work, Hard work pays off. It's yeah, not true. That's not true. How many times have you worked hard at something and you still fail? Yeah. More times than not, right? Yeah. <laughs> what I always say to people is consistency pays off. That is true. You work hard, but be consistent. Yeah. The consistency is the thing that pays off. It's not necessarily the hard work because yeah. I have many things I've worked hard at that I've failed at it. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so you, you, you work hard at it, mm-hmm. but working hard doesn't always guarantee success. Exactly. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Inspire others is the I, you know, always looking to inspire somebody else. I live to inspire other people. Yeah. Um, that's where you see we run Jackson. That's yeah. where you see love that neighbor. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, when I'm working in the insurance business, but even coming to this place of being, you know, mayor, you know, I didn't seek out to be mayor. You is know, that- everybody, like, this is nothing that I came home to do. It's my passion for people that led me to this place. Yeah. But that comes from inspiring people to do well, inspiring people to be better than who they are, because so many people are so defeated right now. That you know? is true. In our culture, you, you think about everything that's, that's transpired over the last year, mm-hmm. you know, just with COVID alone. Yeah. You know, people being unemployed, people being sick, people dying. Shootings. Uh, <laughs> shootings. You, you know, you think about all the riots we've had. Yeah. And, you think about the injustice. You think about all that stuff that's happened over, let's just say, in this decade. Yeah. You know, we walked into 2020 thinking, man, this is going to be a decade exactly. to remember. And New it vision. is. But, but I can tell you right now, there's a lot of things you <laughs> kind of want to forget about yeah. 2020, right? But, or or, or the, this new decade. But the truth of the matter is, is that we can still inspire people to win. Yeah. A lot of good things that we enjoy today came out of adversity. Mm -hmm. Adversity is not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's how we respond to it is the thing is the key to that success. Right. And in the end and go win is never quit. Yeah. Never give up on your dreams. Yeah. Never quit going after what it is you believe is in your heart. Um, in, in Jeremiah five, one five, it says, you know, that even from the day that we put in our mother's womb, Mm -hmm that God created us to be who we were going to be. Yeah. Now I'm paraphrasing that obviously, but he, he said, I knew who you were going to be exactly. even before the day you were created. Yeah. He knew that you would be doing this exactly. before you even thought about doing yeah. this before he ever pressed go in your life. That is true. He knew where you were going to be. Yeah. And so our goal, our, our mission once we're born mm-hmm. is to discover what it was that he put in us. Yeah. And so that just comes through trial and error. We try different things until you figure it out. That is true. I'll give you a quick example of that. My daughter, Hannah, um, 
you know, I, I'm a big sports guy. I, I encourage sports. I encourage all kids to play. I know I'll be something. seeing them fouls oh, yeah. and stuff all on your face. No doubt. No doubt. I'm a bird. I'm Y'all a bird, losing, bird, though, you know. Oh, uh, whatever. I can't say nothing because we lost the Patriots, you know. Oh, I can't even talk good. about it. Oh, so you're a Patriots fan. Yeah. I'm God bless you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm a big Georgia fan. But my daughter, Hannah, my youngest daughter is probably the most athletic of my three girls. I mean, mm-hmm. she does. She swims. She plays tennis. She's a triathlete. Um, she just does a few, a little bit of everything. But Hannah, on the other hand, uh, we tried, you know, basketball when she was young. It was painful to watch. <laughs> um, she tried gymnastics. That lasted one day, and she was out. <laughs> um, she tried to do dance, and, and it was bad. But we bought her bike. Oh wow! And so. A few years ago, a friend of ours introduced us. We were living in Florida, introduced us to triathlons. Mm-hmm. And so Hannah, you know, we, we had a bike that someone had given us. And then Victoria had a bike from Walmart. <laughs> so they did their first triathlon, and it, it was bad. But they finished it, right? <laughs> yeah. So Hannah got on the bike, and she said, I, I kind of like this. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, well, so I had a bike already. So long story short, we bought Hannah a bike. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about cycling, you know, it, it's a very hard sport. It's a very demanding sport. Um, and so we get Hannah this bike, and it, it was like a hand in glove. For- I, I mean, we it was like she was built to do this. Oh, and wow. and I, I remember watching her. I'm like, wow, you just look natural. It's like you've never done this before, but you look so natural. <laughs> well, you fast forward that a few years later. Um, she started training and practicing, and she eventually got on a team. Um, she eventually started really liking it. Uh, we brought it. We sent her to a camp in Oxford right here near Covington. Mm-hmm. That coach said, man, she's a natural at this. Now, we we know very little about the sport, you know. <laughs> don't even know how it happened. We don't know how it happened. So we just start riding, you know. And 2016, you know, 2015, she, drew, she rode in a state championship race, and she came in dead last. And I mean, it was defeated again, hard yeah. work. She worked hard at this, but she failed at it. 2016 went back to that same race mm-hmm. and she was a state champion. Oh, wow. Consistency. It was consistency, right? Not only did she win that, but I mean, she won. I can't tell you how many races Hannah won throughout that time, but Hannah became very well known in the state of Florida. Wow. For her racing skills. Yes. Wow. She was a sprinter. Um, that girl could top speed on a bicycle, 33 miles an hour. Oh, wow. Um, fast. At 14 years old, she beat some girls at Georgia Tech. She beat college girls at the age of 14. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we we traveled all over the Southeast racing bikes. Uh, but we came to Georgia, raced at Georgia Tech um, in Gwinnett County. Yeah. And she whooped those girls. For- I mean, yeah. They, they were all mad, but she's strong, you know. But, it, yeah. but, but uh, the point that I'm making is we discovered that. Yeah. But there are other things that you discover in kids, mm-hmm. um, but you got to give them that opportunity to do that. That is true. And so I think a lot of times we try to put our children in this box. Yeah. You have to do it the way we did it. Yeah. And that's not always true. Exactly. You, you open that box up a little bit and you yeah. let them discover it. And I think as mayor, that's one thing that I want to encourage our citizens to do is let's open the box a little bit and let's try some different things. Yeah. We don't always have to do it the way we've always done it. Exactly. There, there are other ways that we can figure this thing out. Yeah. You know, um, the community aspect of it is going to open that door because I think when people understand the value of community mm-hmm. and what's inside of our boxes, mm-hmm. then we can 
We Start can to flourish. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. You you have no idea where we go from here. That is true. You, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of green and clean and green. Yeah. Um, if you've seen any of my Facebook posts, you know, I talk about glitter ain't litter. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it, it drives me crazy. I got out, of, got out of the car this morning in the parking lot. Somebody just took their, their to-go plate from Mesquite and just dropped it right in the parking lot. And so you can't build a, a beautiful community. If it's nasty. If it's nasty, we learned that growing up, yeah. you know, put it in the trash, put it in the trash, <laughs> you know? And, and so, you know, litter ain't glitter, you know? Yeah. And so we're going to, we're going to enforce that, you yeah. know, we're going to, but you start that when kids are small that and, is and teaching them those things, those values, those are yeah. little core values that kids can learn growing up mm-hmm. that, but that's going to translate into their education. That's exactly. going to translate into their, their whatever career path. they Cause decide. it's a part of it. It's a part of it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so, we're, we're going to be talking a lot about those things, yeah. you know, the, the, the green space and recycling, you know, learning to recycle, yeah. you know, that's something we don't do here in Jackson. We don't we recycle. Don't. Um, but, but those are things that I think in our platform um, and understanding the value of people, yeah. you know, people is going to be a driver for me yeah. and service. Um, I don't know that we do enough when it comes to a place of service. We don't. Um, and, and, and so like for our city employees, mm-hmm. You know, taking care of those people, those yeah. men and women that, that put the work in for us. Yeah. Um, making sure they know that they're valued and yeah. that they matter, yeah. you know. And so um, we're, we're going to talk a lot about that. You know, I want to meet with those people. Yeah. You know, I, I grew in business. I started on the ground floor at Mayfield. I mean, I drove yeah. a truck for like four years. Really? I was a milkman. I was like the real milkman. <laughs> he was a milkman. Yeah, yeah. So for four years, I was the milkman. But what that taught me was good character. Yeah. You know, so then when I came through the ranks, I understood what the people on the bottom were going through. Mm-hmm. I, I understood those drivers. I understood yeah. that whether they were in the rain, the snow, the heat, you know, those trucks back then didn't have air condition. Uh, they they got it made today, but we didn't have all of that. Yeah. So when I got into management, I remembered that. Yeah. And I always went back and I took care of those people. And, yeah. and I'll do the same thing for these city employees that are I here. But because if if our city employees are servicing our citizens well mm-hmm. now everybody is everybody's gonna be happy yeah because if they're getting treated well at work they're yeah. gonna serve our citizens well yeah um and that's that's gonna be the end goal for yeah. us as a community that's good that's good so we were talking a little bit about um youth been some something you said about your daughter um she had to learn how to get over the fear of falling mm-hmm. right <laughs> that's like probably the biggest thing with bite you think oh my i'm falling yeah. it's gonna hurt because yeah. i'm going fast so let's talk about our youth in our community um with building the recreation um me personally i feel like our culture kind of lacks at the recreation because let's be honest school gets out at three you want to go play basketball if yeah. you a young African-American male. Yeah. Or even a Caucasian male, you want to go have fun at yeah. the park, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what we used to do. Right. It closes at 3. Yep. How can we better our recreation with our culture and the young kids coming in? Like, how can we build that? So, I don't know if you've heard. So, Henderson Alumni Association, mm-hmm. they're actually working on a Boys and Girls Club. Good, good. That's going to be the answer to that. Yeah. You know, and I think they're going to partner with our Parks and Rec. Um, they'll, they'll partner with those with those entities and, and having that new amenity. Mm-hmm. But, but I can tell you that, you know, if we get the Boys and Girls Club mm-hmm. established, I mean, yeah. they're working on it right now, Good. literally as we speak, 
getting that established there, That's cleaning good. that. O. Henderson is going to be the, the housing for it. Good. Um, but I think in the meantime, they're going to be going, they're going to be using some space mm-hmm. in our current school system. That's going to be the next wave of how youth are received in our community. Good. And you're right, you know, if they don't have a place to go, they're going um, to do other stuff. And we don't and, want them doing it. I mean, you know, we don't have the amenities we need to yeah. support our youth in our community. Exactly. And I think there are a lot of people that know that. They yeah. understand that. And they're trying to do things about it, yeah. you know, where, you know, I was serving on that board for a little while, um, just trying to understand how do we connect these different entities, your business community, mm-hmm. your school system, yeah. and your county and city government. Yeah. Um, so that we all pool our resources together to make this happen. Mm-hmm. You know, one entity can't do it alone. Yeah. It's going to take everybody doing it together to exactly. make this thing work for us. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Reverend Charlie Barlow um, mm-hmm. and that that group, they're all working diligently That's to make good. this happen. Um, I worked, I was over with them a few hours um, a couple weeks ago. They're cleaning out like one of the wings um, to prepare it for construction. Good. Um, and so they're raising money for it. Yeah. They're they're doing they're taking the proper steps to make this work. Uh, but that's where, you know, again, your community is going to come in. Yeah. It, it's going to serve all people. It's going to serve, you know, your blacks, your whites, your Good. Hispanics, your Latinos. Good. It's going to be a place where it'll serve everybody. Yeah. The one thing I know about Old Henderson is that we at one point, you know, probably over fifty percent of the population here in Jackson we attended that school. Yeah. And it, it restores the pride back yeah. to Henderson. You know, our yeah. goal is to restore the pride back yeah. to Henderson. But, you know, it will become the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. And, you know, my daughters, they attended, they went to the YMCA in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a great hub for them. It was yeah. an outlet. You know, yeah. there was a pool there. The thing we're missing here, we don't have a public pool. We and, don't. And when I say a public pool, not a wading pool, I'm talking yeah. about a pool where kids can learn to swim and exactly. compete at swimming. Yeah. Um, swimming is a very good sport. You it know, is. my youngest daughter is on the swim team. She, she swam in high school. Um, but it's a very good wow. sport. And yeah. you think about, even in the African-American community, not enough of us know how to swim. Yeah, we scared of water. Oh, scared of water, man. <laughs> Nobody's going and in that animals. water. And, and animals, that's right. <laughs> you know, the fear of animals, they, we're overcoming that fear. Slowly, more. slowly. But, but water, we, yeah. we're we still a long way. Yeah. And, and especially in small towns like this where you're really not exposed to a lot of water. Exactly. Other than you got Jackson Lake. But not a lot of people have pools. Exactly. You, you know, and so... If we can find a pool, have a, a competitive swimming pool, an Olympic-sized mm-hmm. pool here, where you teach young people how to swim. Yeah. Um, they, they're not fearful of the water. Because mm-hmm. when we moved to Florida, that was the first thing I did with my <laughs> girls. I mean, they were – so my youngest was five. Mm-hmm. My middle girl was, I guess, two and a half, three years old. And Victoria was just born. Um, so – I tossed them in the pool, and we and we start we started we started the hard way. I put water wings on them, yeah, but but it. I put those training wheels on them. But you know, but one day they learned how to do it in one day. They and they've overcome the. They love the water now. I mean, they they swim in the ocean. They oh, swim, wow. they swim anywhere. Um, See, but they're good swimmers. Not you, huh? Yeah, ain't going out there. <laughs> but but that's that's gonna be a big piece of for for our community is just. Yeah. We get this boys and girls club. That's going to be a game changer for the Definitely. youth here. Um, it'll give them a safe place to go. Yeah. Um, it'll give them a you know a place where they feel like it's home, mm-hmm. away from home. Because mm-hmm. um, you, you know I, I didn't realize this, Jayla, but there are a lot of kids here that go home and are hungry. That is true. Th- there are a lot of kids that their families are homeless. They're yeah. living with relatives. Yeah. You know homelessness is not 
you know, we think of homelessness, the perception is, is people in tents and living yeah. on the street. But that's not necessarily the definition of homelessness. Exactly. If you don't have your own dwelling place and you're living with a relative, yeah. you don't have your own home. You're, you're homeless. technically homeless. Yeah. Right? And so how do we change that? Yeah. And, and we got to learn to care again. Exactly. Uh, there's a saying that I've heard. It says, you know, um, you care enough about your town to do something about it. Yeah. What's our care? Yeah. Our care has got to be people. Exactly. At the end of the day, we have to care for people. That is and true. people matter. Um, and our young people matter. They I don't do. know that they, they do. I don't know that we tell them enough yeah. how much they matter. Because, you know, and, I, and I'm guilty of it. Sometimes we rail against our young people. <laughs> we do. And we, you know, and we want them to be like us. And yeah. we want you to you know, wear your hair like I wear my yeah. hair. <laughs> And let's just be honest. When I was growing up, my dad didn't care that I had the high top fade. <laughs> my dad didn't care fade. that I, yeah, you know, the way I dress. But then you go look at his pictures. You know, he had yeah. a big afro with a part down the middle. <laughs> and and it's all generational, yeah. you know. And and, and the, the thing is, we got to let them express themselves for who yeah. they are. You, you got to be and, themselves. And we, sometimes we extinguish those, those, those fires. Yeah. I mean, we have young people that really want to do things, yeah. but then the adults jump on them because they're not doing it the right way. Yeah. And my, my, my ask is always, what's the right way? Exactly. You know, <laughs> what is the right way? It's not one. You know, there's, there's no right way to success. No, it isn't. It's all about trial and error. Yeah. You know, if you've seen that as a post on Facebook once, it's like, you know, the perceived way to success and it's like the straight line. <laughs> And then this, and then the other part is like the reality of it. And it's all these squiggly lines. That's, that's how it is. But squiggly line, that's that's really what it is yeah. for us, right? Just and so we always trying something new. That is but true. as as a, as a city council and as a, a mayor, we're going to invest back in the young people. Um, we're going to find ways to invest in those people and get them on get them on the track. That's not always what's considered the right track. And I'll, I'll tell you a very good resource for that is Foothills. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'll, I'm, I'm selling this program because I believe in it. So there's a charter school that started here in Jackson. Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, and it's like from kids from 18 to 24. Mm-hmm. And it's a diploma program. So oh, it's not yeah. a GED program. It's a diploma. Right. So if kids are not getting it tr- the traditional way yeah. um, and they're failing, they can go to this school um, Foothills, and they, they hold it right there at the high school. Wow. So it's after hours. So it's from 5 to 9. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can kind of learn at their own pace. Wow. Um, so it's a structured environment, but not so structured environment. Yeah. And they act, they treat them like adults. It's like night school. Wow. Um, but but Melissa Griffin and her team over there are doing an exceptional job. Mm-hmm. And we're not get, they're not getting the participation that they're want, wanting. But it's building, though. Yeah, and, and so I haven't really been seeing a lot of like people promoting it or brand. It's my first time here, but I was when you shared it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and that's you know, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to promote it more, brand it more. Yeah. Um, I told them I would support them in any way I yeah. and I can to to get these kids because you got kids on the street right now that don't have an education. Exactly. A basic education. Yeah. Right. And it's sad. It's sad, and I think a lot of it is. You think about it, growing up on you know, in in, in the neighborhoods. A kid don't have a diploma, they're embarrassed for one. Yeah. How do they overcome that? They overcome it by selling drugs or doing yeah. illegal activity to get yeah. money. And then it's like, oh, look at my hundreds. Look at yeah. what I'm making. Look at my stacks. Yeah. Then they go to jail and get it. And, and it's gone. <laughs> and, right. And so it's like they're trying to overcome yeah. that deficiency with something that they can't sustain. Exactly. And I want to be able to reach out and say, man, listen, there's a better way. Yeah. Let's try it. Yeah. I don't want to condemn them. Let's yeah. try a better way. Yeah. Because I can promise you, 
if they're smart enough to sell drugs, they're mm-hmm. smart enough to do business. They really are, because that's basically what business is. They're, they're doing illegal <laughs> business, but yeah. if they can handle that. You can have a t-shirt business. Very easily. Yeah. They can have a creative studio. Exactly, yeah. But, but we, they, if they don't have that opportunity, yeah. how will they know? That is true. So our job is to open the door for the opportunity. Yeah. And I believe as as a, as an administration, we can open those doors. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I, I I decided to run for mayor, because I wanted to see it at the table. Mm-hmm. I want to see it at the table to where I can influence and have a, a voice for those that don't have a voice. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they haven't had a voice before, but now they have a stronger voice. And that's what we need. Someone that will advocate for them. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Because you think about if we don't know about a person, we assume yeah. about those people. Yeah. Right? Or we look at their past. Right. We want to take that away. I want to take away the mystery and yeah. the, the pink elephant in the room. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to educate people on this is who these people are. Mm-hmm. I know what you your perception is. Yeah. Let's sit down. Let's let's bring a couple of these people to the table. Exactly. On our campaign team, I've deliberately number one, it's very diverse. Mm-hmm. But I reached out to some friends of mine that have overcome adversity in their lives. Yeah. They overcame, you know, whether they were on the street doing mm-hmm. some things that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. You know, they've long passed that now. Yeah. Now they're successful at what they yeah. do. But now they can speak into the lives of these young people, Definitely. you know, and say, hey, listen, man, I know where you're at. Yeah. I know what you're doing. There's a better way. Yeah. So having that seat at the table gets me to give me the opportunity to bring along more people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always looking to bring more people along with me. Definitely. Um, and so whatever we can do to assist in that, we're going to do it. Definitely. Definitely. Let me ask you this question because we kind of hit on community a lot. Um, let's talk about real quick about the communities that I know uh, where I kind of came from, which is 16, mm-hmm. then you got Darktown, Crosstown, Flow Villa, then you got Brownlee. How can we clean up those parts of our community and make them better? So the current mayor, they've mm-hmm. done a good job of going in and tearing down what they call the blighted homes. Yeah. Which is good. Which is good. <laughs> but the next step is you got to reinvest back into that. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. I grew up in Crosstown, and I could tell you, the crosstown I grew up in. It ain't like that. It's not what I remember. <laughs> you know, you grew up around 16. Yeah, I grew there, up right? 16, yeah. Um, 16 probably is not what. It's 16 has always been kind of quiet. 16 has kind of been kind of that place kind of Old off people. Of the court. Yeah. It, it, but but those neighborhoods are not what we, what we grew are. up. It was a community inside of it. It was a community. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did we have the most prestigious homes in those communities? No. no. But what we had was a the family. value of people and yes, family. That's exactly. We have to restore that. Yeah. And, and that's going to be one of my missions in yeah. community is restoring and recapturing some of the stuff that we were accustomed to. Yeah. I grew up between Crosstown, Darktown, that's yeah. where my grandparents <laughs> lived, and Flo Villa. Yeah. It was kind of my corners. Uh, you know, all my best friends lived on the hill. Yeah. You know, so I was always on the hill. But if you think about where those communities are now. Yeah. They're not what we're accustomed to seeing growing no. up. You yeah. don't really see a lot of older people there, no. you know? They're, they're all, you know, a lot of them have passed away. Yeah. A lot of your older people that own those homes have passed away. A lot of those homes now have become rental properties. Yeah. And and, and let's just be honest, you know, people have just run them down. The, yeah. You know? But I think if you learn, if we start teaching people to, re, to, to restore the pride. Yeah. You know, 
I want to get that pride back, man. Yeah. I, I was proud to be from Crosstown when I, was, when I <laughs> yeah. lived there. Uh, because, you know, Crosstown was a middle-class community. Most mm-hmm. of these neighborhoods, I mean, you think about Even I, the hill. I didn't even know that. The hill. Think. I want you to think about this. On Chestnut Drive and over on Thurman Street and mm-hmm. all those places, um, those are very prominent yeah. black people. I didn't I, know I, that I mean, until like recently. You think about like the recently. Curtis Gay, you yeah. know, he's an attorney. A lot of the General Motors guys, yeah. you know, Auburn Watts, who's Merrick Watts' dad. Yeah. Um, my uncle Stephen Shirley, she's a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. And um, Theodore Patterson, who's, a, who's one of our councilmen. Yeah. Um, the name, the list goes on. You know, Mr. Ernest Battle yeah. lived on that street. Mr. Sam, um, um, not Sam, Sam Thurman, who's mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. Um, gosh, what's the school teacher name? Um, just drew a blank. Um Oh gosh, I can't think of um, Mr. Samuel Johnson. Uh-huh. That's what I'm thinking of, you know. But these are prominent people. Yeah, Grover McIntyre, yeah. school teachers. Um, all these people were were prominent people that live right here on the hill. Yeah, you know. But a lot of those people have passed away. Yeah, you know, or they're older now, and mm-hmm. so they can't do the things that used to do. Yeah. and so the younger generation have kind of gone in and just tore down. Yeah. <laughs> what those people spent years building. Yeah, kind of um, just focused on. They've been a lot of people been just focused on themselves and not right. the younger, not people. their community. Yeah, not their. So we always take it back to community. Yeah, you know, and so we help restore that pride. You know, yeah. we we have in trash pickup days. Yeah. I think August twenty eighth, they're having another trash pickup day. Cool, cool. Um, and I know we concentrate on the streets around Jack. And but when I'm in office, I really want to expand that. Yeah. And I want communities to get out and be a part of it. I like that. Clean your street, own your street. That's good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Go. Let's go to your street. Yeah. Let's clean that street. Yeah. We're not gonna do it once a month. Let's do yeah. it every day. Let's figure out a way. Not every day, but, but weekly or, or 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 monthly. Let's rally people together in that community. Yeah. We're gonna have a commu- We're gonna have a trash pickup day. That's good. In our in our community, I also like to see where some of these homes have been torn down. It's yeah. green space now where we can build gardens. Yeah. So you put a garden in that community and the young people in that community are responsible for that garden. They're irrigated, they'll yeah. plant, they'll they'll harvest it. Yeah. Then they can bring it to our local farmers market mm-hmm. and sell it. Yeah. You know, the Crosstown Garden, the yeah. Darktown Garden. <laughs> you know, and you, you have people not necessarily competing, yeah. but you create a marketplace yeah. and people can barter, they can trade there, yeah. but you're teaching those young people skills. Yeah, their skills. So that they have a skill set, mm-hmm. right? Now they become business people. Exactly. Think about where that could take them, you know? <laughs> where they can take this whole community. Well, they, they have, they have, you know, my uncle Willie Colvin, he's an agriculture mm-hmm. teacher. Um, I mean, that's his background. Yeah. He can go in and he can teach his kids about agriculture, yeah. how it works. Um we have other, you know, people, Haley Browning, who's just got her degree in, in agriculture. Mm-hmm. Um, but teaching these young people how to live on yeah. the land and yeah. we can and, and how to work in a marketplace. Exactly. I think that's going to be key. Um, yeah. and, and I'm glad you brought that up about the communities, you know, just cleaning them up. You yeah. Know? I, I, I'll tell you, a community that, that I've been really bragging about is Pep. Yeah. Pep's doing good. I, I'm going to tell you something about Pep. Pep is prime. It yeah. is prime for revitalization. Yeah. Because they have older homes there, yeah. you, you know, and, and those older homes are kind of classic homes. Yeah. And, and so you think about the, the homes that, that people are not living in right now where mm-hmm. investors come in, they buy some of those homes. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're grants that are going to be out there for existing homeowners wow. to be able to, you know, remodel their homes yeah. and bring it up a little bit. They just put the pep park down there. They just put a brand mm-hmm. new fitness pad down there. I don't know okay. if you've seen that. But the city owns that, that park. 
but they put a brand new exercise pad down. It's really cool. It's a, it's a nice setup. For real. So, but again, that's 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 what I start to see in when I talk about reinvestment. Yeah. You know, but the thing about it is, and we we're not gonna, you know, we can't turn a blind eye to it. No. There's still a lot of crime in those communities. Yeah, definitely. And, and so those communities. Um, we got to get that police patrol in there. Yeah. Because yeah. if we build these things, we got to make sure they're safe. And taken and, care and of. they don't become a hangout. They yeah. don't become a place where people are going to do, you know, have illegal activities. Yeah. I can see, because people love playing cornhole now. Yeah. You know, you may have a cornhole court. Yeah. In the neighborhood That'd where people good. can go. Uh, but it's got to be safe, though. Yeah. We got we to gotta be able to figure that out. How yeah. do we make that safe for yeah. these communities? And, and so, you know, I know I talk to a lot of people in the communities, you know, a lot of older people. They don't feel safe anymore. Yeah. You know. It's sad, though. It, it, it's sad. You know, you, you got people shooting in the communities yeah. where they shoot at each other or just shooting just to be shooting or exactly. whatever they're doing. Um, we got to be able to pull, get that under control. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, when we start talking about bridging these gaps, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be one of the key pieces is yeah. I'm going to be in the community all the time. Yeah. You know. I mean, you kind of already are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's going to continue, though. Yeah. You know. And having an open dialogue and communication. I yeah. think having regular town halls yeah, um, is going to be key. Yeah. Because then people can, I'm careful to say this, but they can vent their frustrations. Yeah. But then they also can talk about what's working well. Yeah. You, you know, you, you think about um, the Fox Hollows of the world. You mm-hmm. think about all those neighborhoods over by the yeah. school. Um, because then you start bringing these neighborhoods together. Yeah. And this is going to be key when you start talking about communities. We all bring these communities together, and we can share things that are working and mm-hmm. things that aren't working. Yeah. What can you? What can we do in our communities to be better? Mm-hmm. You know, because they may have a situation where there's something that might be working really well on the hill yeah. that might not be working as so well in Fox Hollow. Yeah. Hey, but what what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing yeah. to make it better? Yeah. What are you guys doing to be, get your community together? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know whether it be a community barbecue. Yeah. When I say community barbecue, I'm not talking about, you know, they were doing these block parties. We ain't talking about <laughs> nothing like that on that side. But where people, I remember when I, when I lived in Florida in our community on, on Halloween, it was really cool. All of our neighbors, we would roll our grills out to the to the mm-hmm. road, right, yeah. before the trick-or-treaters came. And yeah. we would barbecue. And we would all share our food. That's we good. would go to the, you know, this neighbor, get a hot dog from mm-hmm. him. They'd come and get a rib for me, <laughs> you know, whatever your favorite thing yeah. you cook. And then when the trick-or-treaters started to come, I mean, they came by the hundreds. <laughs> we would pull our, our grills back, yeah. and we all stand at that same curb, and we pass out candy. Yeah. We don't even do trick-or-treaters We like don't that. even do that anymore, <laughs> People right? People don't even, they turn their lights off. Because, yeah, people <laughs> Not are even too at home. <laughs> but we, we need to encourage that. Yeah. Because definitely. that's community. Yeah. That's pride. That's that's something that people are proud yeah. of, that we can serve the people in our community exactly. during trick-or-treating time yeah. or during Christmas time. When last time you seen people sing Christmas carols? That is true. <laughs> you know, so we bring Christmas carols back. We encourage that. Yeah. Hey, in your neighborhood, we're going to do a luminary. Yeah. You know, we're going to put a luminary out. That's cool. That's <laughs> yeah. stuff that is fun. Yeah. And it gives it gives people something to look forward to, yeah. right? It restores the community, really. Yeah. Let's talk about a little bit. We're going to touch on just, just a little bit of fitness. Uh, I saw you start out with fitness first. Yep, yep. And I feel like that is a part of a physical side of the community, mm-hmm. not just a mental side. Um, I feel like you have that mental side where you're 
starting to bring in like the community better together and everything like that. But the fitness side, what made you want to start with fitness first when you started bringing the community together? Because that's how you really started bringing it. Because it was like, oh, man, we can run with a group. <laughs> usually people are like, I'm afraid to run past yeah, Piggly yeah. Wiggly. <laughs> Who's looking at me? You know. <laughs> but you started where everybody would show up and be happy to show up and be happy to get fit. Why fitness first? So the mission with Rerun Jackson is mm-hmm. two things. Improve our health mm-hmm. and meet new friends. Mm-hmm. That's good. And we actually this started back in 2012. Um, I was still living in Florida at the time, but I, I talked to my sisters. Actually, I, I did a um, we did it on the trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, we called it Run, Walk, or Crawl, something like that. It was some crazy name. We had like 20 people show up. Oh, for that. wow. That's and good. so then I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> And I'm still living in Florida, so I, I send my sister Tara, I send her a message. I say, look, we're going to start a run group in Jackson. Call it We Run Jackson. That's good. And she's like, okay. So her and my daddy, Tatum, Rivers, um, a few other people, they started this group. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of went dormant. You know, it, it was sporadic. They would do it. So when I moved to town, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to get this cranking again. Yeah. Started out with me and DJ Burns. Yeah. Or DJ <laughs> Burns. Uh, DJ Ogletree. His uh-huh. mom is Beth Burns. Um, it started with us. So me and him would go out and run, and then more people started coming. Yeah. And, you know, I started to invite more people from our group, mm-hmm. uh, the group page. I mean, then COVID happened. Yeah. And we were having 30 to 40 people show up. You had a lot of people. I saw the pictures. COVID, <laughs> during COVID. Now, people was like, oh, my God, you can be responsible. We were social distance. Yeah. But the thing about fitness is when you're exercising, yeah. you're creating endorphins. Yeah. And mentally, you think about it, what we were going through during that time, a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. But that was one place people could come and yeah. kind of leave it, at, leave all that at home. Exactly. And out of that, if you go back and look at all the pictures, and I, I still just could see this, all the friendships yeah. that were made during that short period of time. Definitely. People that There are a lot of people that they all lived in Jackson. Yeah. I can promise you they never really had two sense to say to each other exactly other than you see them at the grocery store then people start saying man i remember i saw you at ingles <laughs> i saw you here i saw you there people start walking there they start running together yeah but we accomplished the mission there people made new friends yeah and i feel like with fitness it it's a great stress reliever mm-hmm. it helps with uh depression yeah and oppression people a lot of people are depressed during they are and and you think about COVID now. I mean, it's like we, we thought we were out of it, and then we we're back. Came back into it, it like back. nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So during that time, though, it gave people that outlet, mm-hmm. and 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 people came out and they were enjoying it, and yeah. they weren't afraid yeah. to to meet new people. And we would sit around and talk after we finished. Yeah. Um, one of the things that really just blessed my soul was during the whole Lamont Arbery mm-hmm. incident, and. I remember I put it on in our group. I said, hey, we're going to do a run for Ahmad. That's good. As a run group. Yeah. I, I think it was like in February. Um, we did like 2.3 miles. And, you know, and I figured, you know, our run group will show up. And, yeah. you know, we'll have a few people. 78 people wow. showed up. And, and I'm telling you, Jayla, they were from all backgrounds. Yeah. From all right, from most of our races, social, economic background. Yeah gender yeah all these people showed up because they wanted to run for a mod and we did it as a community as a community 
And people showed up and they were so excited to be there. Yeah. And I felt like that was a really good launching place for us. Because um, these people came out and, and nobody cared about nothing else. They were so concerned about how this young man lost his life. Yeah. And how can we prevent this from happening again? Yeah. And I didn't give no fancy speech. <laughs> I was like, man, we're going to run for this guy. We're going to run and we're going to show solidarity for Ahmad. Yeah. And, and But I did talk that day just about community and how I was so proud of how we rallied together yeah. for that cause. Yeah. And how we can continue to do this yeah. for our health and for the citizens of, the, of this community. And how can we keep this thing going? And so far, we've done a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know we're, our groups are not as big as they were because people kind of got back to life. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to encourage that. I was a part of a group in Florida. I think 20 of us would meet every morning. You know, I say every morning, three mornings a week. Mm-hmm. Um, at 530 in the morning, we'd meet up at the YMCA. Uh, we run, you know, eight, nine miles. Um, me and a good friend of mine, we used to do a half marathon every Thursday. We ran 13.1 miles every Thursday. Um, but it was a way that I met friends. Yeah. We would have birthday parties at 530 in the morning. Oh, wow. Cake and fruit. And, you know, we celebrated birthdays. But it was community. Yeah. What it all came back to was... <laughs> We loved each other enough that we get up, show up at 5.30 in the morning and yeah. run and come back. We have coffee. We have fruit. We have whatever wow. it was. But it all comes back to community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and if, if nothing, if you learn nothing from me in this time we spend today mm-hmm. is the value of that community. Yeah. And how important it is for us. Jackson, again, we can be a, an example for the world to see how this thing works. That is true. That's good. The thing that I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm adamant about is I don't watch the news mm-hmm. a whole lot. <laughs> just a little bit. Just enough. Because I never want what we do in Jackson to be influenced by what's going on out there. Because it shouldn't be. Because I'll tell you, if we are honest with ourselves, mm-hmm. what we see going on in a lot of places in the it's world not is here. not happening here. And I thank God. I thank God <laughs> We're for safe. It, but we can't. We don't need to bring that attention. We need yeah. to focus on, you know, people says, well, you, are you watching the news? You see, I said, yeah, I'll watch it enough. But my main concern is what's going on in Jackson. Exactly. We have to grow Jackson. Yeah. We got to make sure our citizens are safe. Yeah. We got to make sure, you know, and it's like, yeah, are you being selfish? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be selfish <laughs> because if we're not bonded here mm-hmm. in our community, if we start reacting to what we see in other parts of the world yeah. or in, in other parts of the country, yeah. then we're going to lose sight of what's going on here. That's and it's just a matter of time before we're there. That doesn't mean that we're not concerned. Yeah. There, there are things that are going on in the country that we need to be concerned about. Of course. But as far as Jackson is concerned, we don't have a whole lot of that here. Yeah. So if we're able to build friendships yeah. in a time of peace, mm-hmm. let's be real. Something may happen here. That is true. We may have a police shooting here. Yeah. We may have a citizen that kill the police. Mm-hmm. It can happen here. It can. But if we have friendships and we have relationships. And trust. We're going to be able to overcome that a lot quicker Wait. than most people are. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Let me ask you one last question. I'm sorry. I keep saying no, one keep last question. I don't know. I'm, I'm having fun with this. <laughs> how, how can we bring in our church community mm. into our our secular community. You see what I'm saying? How can we adopt that nature of inviting the church in? I go to Abundant Life, and I feel like we're pretty involved in our community. Mm -hmm. How can we bring everybody in together 
and adopt and have everybody coming together, even with our church community. Because we have a lot of churches in Jackson. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> They're on every corner. Like yeah. I'm down a dozen. Yeah. Um, I'm good friends with, with, with Pastor Jeremiah. And mm-hmm. I, met, I saw him today at Fresh Air Barbecue. Um, <laughs> after pastoring for all those years, the church segregated. We've segregated ourselves from the world. Yeah. John 3.16 tells us this. For God so loved the world yeah. that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah. Whoever, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to that first part of that. For God so loved the world. The world, yeah. And they say that he loved the church. Yeah. <laughs> so he loved the world. That's true. A dying world that's sinful. Yeah. But he loved us enough to pull us out of that place of sin and get us to a place of righteousness. Yeah. I think the church sometimes we we miss out on the opportunity to minister to the world that is true. because we're wanting the world to be perfect like us. Yeah. And guess what? We're not perfect. <laughs> we're not. The church is probably one of the most flawed entities. That is true. But not our savior. No. So if we can take our Jesus to mm-hmm. the world that's unfiltered. Yeah. See, we try to put these masks on in our churches, yeah. and this is the, one of my biggest frustrations right now with the church. We we put on these masks, and we, we pretend like we got it all together yeah. when we don't. If we let people know, you know what, we don't have it all together, no different than you don't have it all together. <laughs> but together, we can make this thing work. Exactly. Better together. Yeah. It's a hashtag that I adopted. Mm-hmm. In the scriptures, it teaches us that two are better than one. Yeah. We can accomplish more with with two people than we can ever accomplish alone. alone. Yeah. So how can the church help? The church has to be more involved in the community. Yeah. Let's go back to where it used to be, where summer, summer programs, churches, every, pretty much every church in this town had a vacation Bible school. I know. (laughs) You went to every last one of them. You went to every one of them because your mom was like, you're getting out of this house. Exactly. You're going to vacation Bible school. (laughs) Yeah. We need to reintroduce those vacation Bible schools back. Our churches need to be a vital part of everything we do in this community. Definitely. Um, I've been working on, and, I, I've, and I'll be honest, I've kind of slacked. Good friend of mine, um, Bryce Thurman, he's mm-hmm. a graduate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pastor Thur- um, Reverend Thurman. Um, we, we're actually talking about having um, a, a, a church prayer day. That's good. Where all churches come together. Yeah. Presbyterian, Methodist, Baptist, non-denominational. Because there's two things I know for sure. Mm-hmm. We love God yep. and we love our community. Yep. So if we can get those churches on board with that, and how do we become a force? Not just from a place of prayer. James said it in the book of James, said it best. It says, faith without works is dead. Yeah. So we know we have faith. Yeah. But what's the next step? What's our works? Yeah. Man, we can draw this community together. Because people can see that churches are getting along people will get along. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If if my pastor is friends with your pastor, then, man, we must be all right. Exactly. You know? I, I was at a men's group at First Baptist not the other week, man, and it, it, I had the most pleasant time there. Yeah. You know? And I've always been in multicultural ministries mm-hmm. yeah, as an adult. Yeah. I've always been in multicultural ministries. And if you think about it, Jayla, Sunday morning at 11 o'clock is mm-hmm. the most divided, segregated hour in our country. Exactly. Think about that. Yeah. From a church standpoint where, and especially in the South, you know, we have this label, the black church. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. like, what is that? What is a black church? So, so, so 
you know, when I was pastoring, people say, well, you, you're black. I said, no, 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 no. Let's rephrase this. I'm a pastor that happens to be black. Exactly. I'm not a black pastor. Yeah. And that's no knock on any church. No, that's no knock. Not but at all. my thing is, if you think about it, when it comes to your place of employment, you go where you're going to get the most money and you could be the most productive and yeah. it's going to be your career path. Where your, our kids go to school, you really don't have a choice. In, well, you have choice. You got yeah. private schools. But as a whole, you're going to go to school at a public school where everybody <laughs> yeah. else is going to go and it's integrated. Yeah. The church, on the other hand, that's a choice we make. That is a choice. <laughs> huh? That's a choice. <laughs> you choose where you go to church. Yeah. And 90% of the people choose to go to church with people that look like them. Exactly. That is a problem. That is a problem. And so how do we fix that? Yeah. How do we make sure that our churches make all people welcome? Yeah. And I don't want to, and, and for the other part of it too is, but if I decide to go to this church mm-hmm. and the people, everybody in this church don't look like me, then I don't want to be criticized by the people of my community and my exactly. culture. And why do you go to church there? Yeah. You know, you go to Abundant Life. I'm sure you I get, get it. I get it a lot. You know, well, why do you go there? Why don't you come here? Why don't you go to your home church? Exactly. But why, give people the freedom to go where they want to exactly. go. Exactly. And where they feel this is a place where I can meet new friends. Yeah. And I can and I can grow as a believer. Exactly. Give me that liberty. Yeah. And if people have that liberty, we grow. Yeah. But it's gonna be imperative that we get these pastors together. Definitely. Um and um Montre Head is, is mm-hmm. another good friend of mine. You know, we've we've talked about it. And you know, since I announced that I'm you know running for mayor, <laughs> a lot of that stuff just kind of got put on the back burners because yeah. you know, this has kind of been my focus, you yeah. know, going forward. But I like to see these pastors kind of pick up the torch. And I know um, Pastor Jeremiah, you know, he's talked about picking up the torch yeah. and, you know, driving that, you Definitely. know, and, and, and getting these pastors together. Mm-hmm. Because even as a, as a mayor, that's one thing I want to I want to have a focus on that, yeah. you know, because I'm a former pastor. I, I know what the heartbeat of a pastor is. Yeah. I still have that heartbeat. And I, and I know that if a community is thriving, if the churches in the community are thriving, the mm-hmm. community is going to thrive. Most definitely, <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, but also having that 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 interaction with the church and your business community. Yeah, that's going to be important. That's you know, big important. Um, because sometimes churches and businesses don't get along, whether it's because of the product they sell or yeah. whatever. But at the end of the day, we're all neighbors. Exactly. We're all in this together. Yeah. And, and, and so, if we can continue to promote that and continue to open that door mm-hmm. uh, for open communication yeah. and people being, you know, accepting uh, of things. Now, we know in our Christian walk, there, there are certain things that we, we don't participate in. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, you know, Jesus went into places that he didn't agree, that with. He didn't agree with. Yeah. But you know what? People came out saved. Exactly. You think about it. Every disciple that followed Jesus was flawed. Yeah. That is true. Huh? Yeah. Every single one. And they, they were still messing up with him. Still cutting ears off. And cutting <laughs> ears off and cussing. Yeah. Peter was cussing, oh, cutting cussing ears Peter. off. But, but you know what, though, man? But he was called one of Jesus' beloved. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, man. You think about David. Yeah. David goes and kill, has Bathsheba's husband killed. <laughs> killed him. Commit adultery. Have a baby. Yeah. And the Lord still said that he's a man after my own heart. Yeah. Gosh, man. We pull those pages, we pull those words off the pages. Yeah. And we live that. Mm-hmm. 
we, we're so concerned about our identity. We're so concerned about our reputation. Yeah. But Jesus was a man of no reputation. Yeah. That's why he can go sit with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Exactly. And he can he can sup with the with the least of them. Yeah. Why? Because he believed what he said. Yeah. He believed what what the, the thing that his father put him on the earth to do. Yeah. He believed it. Yeah. And, and that's what we have to do as believers. We have to believe the word. Of course. We have to trust that. What the word says is true. Mm -hmm. And so no matter who I interact with, I know that what they are doing won't rub off on me. Yeah. <laughs> My prayer is that I can love them enough that, I rub that they want to follow <laughs> yes. what I'm doing. And so I, I'm, a, I'm passionate about that. I'm Definitely. passionate about life, Jayla. Yeah. I'm passionate about people. Yeah. Um, and I, I hope if I'm elected mayor that that passion will continue on. Mm -hmm. I mean, we started Love That Neighbor um, 2019. Wow. You know, I came home and I was in, I was on a business trip in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. And so I'm in Milwaukee, beautiful place. Um, you watched the Milwaukee Bucks yeah. in this basketball, this last basketball tournament. And it's a really pretty downtown. Yeah. And so I'm walking, a friend of mine, he's a huge Harley fan. And I'm walking over to the Harley Museum to get mm -hmm. him a t-shirt for his birthday <laughs> and do some stuff. On my way there, I see this tent city. Yeah. Hundreds of people living in tents in downtown Milwaukee. Wow. And it broke my heart to the point I came I came back to my went back to my hotel room, and I typed a message out on Facebook and I was like, man, you know this is heartbreaking. In America, we still have this issue. Yeah. And I took some pictures. I didn't take pictures of people, just kind of their living situation. Yeah. People started responding. Man, we got similar situations in Bucks County. Like, we do. What? Yeah. And I'm I'm new, kind of reintroducing myself back to home. I'm mm -hmm. like, and some people inboxing me, telling me about. You know, a certain place, and Max Circle was one of them. I'm mm -hmm. like, man, what can we do? Yeah. And so we got our, and I talked to my sisters and said, God, we got to do something. And so we talked about the story of the Good Samaritan. Mm -hmm. You know, when they fallen on, uh, fallen prey to a robber. Yeah. And they beat him up and they took his stuff. And, you know, if you read the scripture, it said the priest passed by him. Yeah. The Levite passed by yeah. him. Yeah. But the one person that stopped to help him was a Samaritan. A person that shouldn't have stopped to help him because yeah. they were enemies. Exactly. <laughs> and and the and the, the the end of the story says, at the end of all of that, who is your neighbor? Yeah. And it's the man that helped. Yeah. And it says we're going we're going to be good neighbors. Yeah. And so we we adopted the name Love Thy Neighbor. Mm -hmm. We went in, um. The the Thanksgiving of night of 2019, so we we rallied the community again. <laughs> So we put it out there. You know, we want to do a food train. We want mm. people to bring food. We're going to do a community Thanksgiving dinner. That's we good. did that at Rock Creek Church. Wow. Um, and we invited the community to help for the very first time. I said, you know what? Here's the deal. We're all going to have Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> Regardless, right? We know what that is. But yeah. what about these people that, that never sit with a family for Thanksgiving? Exactly. So let's give them that opportunity. So we put white tablecloths out. We 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 did the nine, man. We we had good food. Then we invited the community out. Not a lot of people showed up. And at first I was like, man, I was so disappointed. Yeah. And they were like, no, man, we succeeded. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you something. We had people from all races wow. sitting in that kitchen for the very first time ever. And that's good. And they had dinner together. <laughs> we laughed. We cried. So at the end of all of that, we was like, you know what? We still went in. We yeah. packed up all that food. We put it into go boxes, wow. and we drove to the neighborhood. And we realized why people didn't come. They were too embarrassed too to come. Too embarrassed, yeah. So we took it to them. 
we drove around and we had the most fun doing that. People still talk about that. <laughs> but that, that started that. And so we did, we fed those people. The very next year, um, the family got burned out in Fulcrum. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember that. Yeah. Young girl, Nevaeh, lost her brother in that fire. Yeah. Um, we loved that neighbor along with the city of Floville. Mm-hmm. Did a 5K for her. Yeah. Uh, we raised a little over $7,000. Wow. And all that money went directly to that family. We That's did good. the 5K. People came out, had a great time. Um, we've always just helped families along the way. Yeah. Um, this past year, we, we know about um, our, my cousin Chris getting mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. Um, another tragic situation. But we rallied together. We did another 5K. Yeah. Along with the city of Fort Villa. We raised over $11,000. Wow. Um, for that. And every dime that went to him and his family. Good. To make sure that they can, you know, be re- be whole and restored. You know, just, it, it never will bring back the things that he's lost. Yeah. But mm-hmm. as, a, as a neighbor, we felt like it was important for us to do that. Um, <clears throat> last Christmas Eve, I got a phone call uh, from a friend that says, man, there's there's some families that just heard there's a family in the woods living in the woods. You, oh wow! If you remember this past Christmas Eve, it was raining. Yeah. And it was snowing. Yeah. So we did. We I was we were eating dinner. I stopped eating dinner. I put on my coat. I was like, let's go find them. Yeah. So we we all it was a group of us. We went out. We went to look for this family. In the meantime, Jayla, we we did find this family initially. Mm-hmm. We go to the laundromat, and one of my former classmates is sleeping in the laundromat. Wow. So we pull her out, and I, I'm I'm like in tears. I'm literally in tears, um, and we get her out, wow. and, and we we get her to a hotel, yeah, and we put her up. We go find this family. They're in a tent behind mm-hmm. the library, sleeping in a tent. Wow. Their tent flooded. There's ice underneath their sleeping bags. They're sleeping on ice. Yeah. So we get them out. We get them to a hotel. Um, we get them food. We, we, we do everything we needed to do to take care of these people. Yeah. Um, but that's where our heart is, though. Yeah. People have to matter. They do. You know, we got to, you know, as a mayor, we have to manage budgets. We got to do all those things. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's going to be the people value that matter to me more than anything. Yeah. Because without people, we don't exist. Exactly. And, and so that's going to be one of my main goals. It's going to be one of my main fights is to make sure that we take care of our community. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure that people are whole. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure that people are safe. Yeah. We're going to make sure that people are thriving. Yeah. We're going to make sure that people understand that we care about them. Yeah. That we're just not going to be making decisions that's going to hurt you or punish you, yeah. but we're going to make make sure that we make decisions that are going to give you a better quality of life going forward. Yeah. And that's going to be one of the main goals of this administration. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Now, if you can leave us with one last quote, what would it be? <laughs> My good friend and, and former football coach, Hobie Johnston, <laughs> said, if it's meant to be, yeah, it's up to me. That's good. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. Yeah. I'm not just saying me, but for every individual that's watching this podcast, it's our responsibility to make this thing work. Definitely. It's our responsibility to take responsibility for what we can control and make our community work. Definitely. That's the quote I I, I leave with anybody. I don't have to be smart enough to save my town. I don't have to be smart at all to do that. Mm-mm. All I need to be able to do is care enough to do something about it. That's good. That's good. We hear people shooting on the street all the time. And it's like, oh, I got their bad. Yeah. But what are we doing? What's our care? Exactly. 
How much do I care to help stop that? Yeah. It's one of the reasons I'm running for mayor. It's one of the reasons I'm, because I, I don't have all the answers, but I could put enough team, I could put enough people on the team together. Yeah. We can find a solution. It's going to be about bringing our city and our county government together. Mm -hmm. And we found a solution to curb the violence and give people back their quality of life. That's good. If it's meant to be, it's up to, it's up to me. Yeah. It's that simple. And, and and I invite, you know, your audience tomorrow, come mm -hmm. out, you know, to Hunter's Cafe, yeah. 310 Macon Avenue. I've memorized that address. <laughs> I see. Um, but we're having our kickoff rally. Yeah. And, and Obi Johnson is going to be there. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coach Johnson is going to be there along with Coach Moore and um, and a bunch of my football friends from high school, G and all of them are going to be out there. But we, we're gonna. it's going to be a time of community again. Yeah. One thing I, I, I've pride myself on is that I, I have a way to get people to the party. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and But those people show up to the party and they have a good time. Yeah. And, and, and I know that this community needs it. Our community needs uh, that place of healing, that place of laughter. Definitely. But also just that place where I can go and I can hug you. Definitely. You know, I want to be there for the brokenhearted. Yeah. I want to be there for people when they lose their loved ones. Mm -hmm. I want to be there when they're celebrating their victories. Yeah. I want to be there. You know, I think as a mayor, that's important. That yeah. people know that, man, that he showed up. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love to have every citizen in the, in the city limits that we serve. I'm, I'm going to know what their birthdays are. I'm yeah. know their kids' birthdays. They're going to get birthday cards. They're going to get, good. you know, I want them to know that their mayor, yeah. their council, mm -hmm. and their and, and, and the people that work in the administration care about them. Yeah. That matters. And, and, and that's that's a small gratitude. Yeah. It's a small thing to say. Yeah. Hey, happy birthday. But it means a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Congratulations on, on birthday or on uh, graduation yeah. or whether it's a college graduation. But we get that data. And we're able to put that out to people and be yeah. genuine and just yeah. and just I think those are the things that's gonna make us win. You know? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So how can they find you on like social media, website, anything like that? So so our main platform for social media is Carlos Scoot Duffy for Mayor. Mm -hmm. uh, that that's our Facebook page. Uh, go to it. Um, so you know, we're gonna be expanding that a little bit. Um, some funny videos. <laughs> we we're gonna have some stuff out there, information. Mm -hmm. Um Early voting starts October 12th, uh, so make sure you get registered yeah. to vote. The last day to register to vote for this election is October 4th, uh, so people need to go out and get Definitely. registered to vote. Um, but you can find me there. Now, my, on my personal Facebook, um, it's Carlos Scoot Duffy. Mm -hmm. um, my uh, Instagram is, is 57 underscore Scoot. Mm -hmm. um, so follow me on Instagram. I don't have one for the campaign. I, I just didn't want to duplicate a lot of these pages. Yeah. I put a lot of the content <laughs> on that page anyway. Um, but follow me on those social media platforms, right? Because I, you know, I post a lot of inspirational stuff. I post a lot of stuff when we're running. Mm -hmm. um, but also, you know, just just a place to just share life, you know, yeah. um, with my kids. And and so, you know, follow us on those on those social media platforms. Carlos Scoot Duffy for Mayor. Um, if you ever want to email me, it's Carlos Scoot Duffy for Mayor at gmail.com. Um, so reach out to me there if you ever got questions or concerns or you just want to sit down. If you live in the city limits, you want to sit down and have a conversation. You know, I'm willing to sit down with pretty much anybody, you know. <laughs> um, I don't have no, you know, no enemies, you know, and people don't like me, you know. That's that's on them. That's it's on not them. your fault. <laughs> <laughs> but but we're just going to keep spreading this word. Yeah. And, I, and I appreciate this opportunity. You no, know, definitely. I, I, when you called me, I was like, yeah, I'm all in, you know. <laughs> let's, let's do this. Uh, because... 
actually this is the first time that I've sat down um, as a candidate. Um, you know, I did a small interview with with the radio station, mm-hmm. but an extensive interview so that people kind of get to know who I am. Yeah, and I'd be happy to do this again. Anytime, Most definitely. You know, just just talk about different things. You definitely. know, just talk about you know more community and, and yeah. ways that we can help. Definitely. Um, you know, with the whole boys and girls club and, mm-hmm. and, and just get more people at the table. Definitely. You know, um, got a good friend of mine I sat down with the other day and you know we chit chatted just about race and. You know, that's another big thing. You know, I taught yeah. a whole series on race, religion, um, and, and and that's that's another one of my big yeah. big topics. You know, I, I, I think we we avoid that so much. You know, <laughs> and do. it's the pink elephant in the room. But at the end of the day, you know, we got to get along. Yeah, and, we and, have to bridge so that gap too. We we're gonna do that. And, yeah, and I I just I have that heartbeat. You know, yeah. I, I, if there's any, nothing else, I'm good at. You know. <laughs> I'm good at this. Yeah. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> at least I feel like I am yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but I think my, my work speaks for itself. Definitely. You, you know, and I'm all about bringing this community together. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be a light for the world to see. That's good. People are going to know who we are. Yeah. You know, Jackson is not this little podunk town that, yeah. that nobody wants to visit. People are going to you, you think about it, Jayla, and I know we're going to close up. Yeah. Netflix biggest producing show <laughs> film right a block from exactly <laughs> that is true stranger things yeah people all over the world watch this show and, and they filmed it right here in Jackson, butts Georgia. county butts county beautiful butts county yeah <laughs> so we have to take advantage of that you Definitely. know if, if people are willing to come and film here you know i usher i heard usher was yeah there. usher was here yeah here. i mean so you think about what that means for yeah. us let's take pride in that definitely and 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 as a mayor I'm gonna be invite more of that kind of yeah. stuff here, and, and so I'm not making I'm not gonna make any promises, you know. Yeah. Like tomorrow, we're just gonna share our vision. Yeah. Um, but one promise I can make is I will work hard. Most definitely. I will work hard. Most and so I, I appreciate you know all the voters in the city limits. I, I, I'm asking for your vote. You know. Let's I, vote, I, y'all. I'm asking you <laughs> to show up at the polls on November the second. Mm-hmm. Show up at the polls on October the twelfth. Um, yeah. And from starting October twelfth, they, they can that early voting. If you're not registered to vote, get registered to vote. Yeah. You know, um, reach out to me, uh, reach out to our team, reach out to wherever. Go to the voter registration office. Yeah. Um, but just remember this: we're better together. We're, we're always going to be better together. Um, and, and if 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 I can just encourage people to do anything, take the time to get to know the people in your community. Definitely. Don't shy away from them. Yeah. Get get to know people. It's, it's you know, first time I ever sat down with you, but yeah. I feel like we we long time yeah. friends. You know, um, great job on the interview today. Thank great you. job on the questions. Great job. You know, you get a beautiful studio. Thank you, thank um, you. Y'all come and see her too. Come and see the yeah, studio. Come see the studio. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, won't you? You know, if you're not busy, you come out tomorrow. Most you know, definitely. Get you, you know, take some pictures. Yeah, and, definitely. And bring definitely. your bring your equipment out. You know, oh yeah. Do some radio <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. That is Mr. Carlos Scoot Duffy. Yes, I said Mr. Scoot. Yes, right. That's right. (laughs) Make sure y'all get out there and vote. Thank you guys for listening and keep creating.